the world's first pan-Asian girl band. I'm very happy to uh, be here today to introduce him to you. These five girls from, they'll tell you about themselves, but from Japan, India, Korea, Philippines, and China, represent 40% of the world's population in one group. So uh, not bad in terms of reach, I guess. But today you'll hear a little bit about the story of Blush, how they got to where they are, and what lies ahead. So without further ado, and we also have management here, Stacy Nierman, who is uh, the real manager of the group. Let me please hand it over to the girls. If you don't mind, say a little bit, of, starting with you, Nacho, a little bit about introduce yourself and your story. It's not, uh, hi, hi everybody. <laughs> hi, uh, my name is Nacho. People call me Nacho. Uh, my real name is Natsuko. I'm from Japan. I grew up dancing. I'm a more uh, originally dancer since I was young. And then, yeah, and I joined this competition and I actually never sing before, but I always wanted to sing. And I learned how to sing and then working with other girls then I'm here. I'm so blessed to have this opportunity and working with these girls. I'm happy. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Namaste. My name is Alicia and I'm from India. I actually joined this competition right after high school. I graduated from high school in 2010 and I told my parents I want to take a gap year. I want to follow my dreams of music and dance. I am actually um, a full Indian, but I grew up and I was born and raised in Hong Kong. So for me, I you know, had a struggle. Should I audition in India? Should I audition in Hong Kong? I don't want to be representing in the wrong way. I flew to India and of course I got the deli belly because of the water there. And then I flew back to Hong Kong and I auditioned there. <laughs> I know some of you are laughing, you might have experienced it. Um, I grew up also as a dancer and I fell in love with singing at the age of 10. And then I started to get more into acting as well throughout high school, theater. So I kind of said, okay, I have a gap year. I have a whole year off and this is perfect because this competition is being held and I can audition for it. So I went for it and I'm so blessed and happy to be here today. 안녕하세요. Hi, I'm Jihae from Korea. Before Blush, I started singing after graduating university because my parents were not really happy about me to be a singer. So yeah, I argued every night, I cried a lot. And okay, they said like, okay, just try it. So I tried, it's called Superstar K in Korea. It's like American Idol, yeah. So, and I was in that audition and some of producer saw me on the TV and they, let me in audition their company. And I was in Korean entertainment company preparing girl group there, but the project was broken. <laughs> so I found this like huge audition. And luckily I'm here and I'm so happy. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Hi. Um, I'm Anjali and I'm from the Philippines. I started singing when I was eight years old and my family has been very supportive to me. I had two bands in Manila. Uh, one is acoustic and one is full band. So every night after school, I do gigs, like five days a week. <laughs> and I also join a lot of competition in Manila, like Pinoy Idol and Star for a Night. So I have a lot of experience in singing. And yeah, I'm very happy to be here. 
Ni hao. I'm Victoria from Hong Kong, China. I was born in England, but I was raised in Hong Kong, and I grew up on English music all my life. But even Hong Kong being a cosmopolitan city, there was no outlet for someone like me who sung in English, expressed myself in English to pursue a music career. I was signed as an artist in Hong Kong and I tried it, but it really wasn't for me. And luckily after two years of a four-year contract, we terminated the contract and a blessing in disguise, I found Project Lotus and I auditioned for that and I'm just really happy to be here as part of Blush. Hi, I am Stacy Nierman, John Nierman's wife, and John and I are Americans, but we lived in Asia for 14 years, most of them in Hong Kong, but also Japan, Singapore, and Shanghai. And long story short, we saw the enormous talent in Asia and were just amazed that that it wa there seems to be a west to east crossover. Uh, many, many Americans or British artists have broken and made, had a lot of success in the east, but it has not been a, a going back the other way. So basically, Project Lotus and then Blush was our mission to, to try to change that and to have this incredible talent from Asia be accepted in America and in the West as well. And uh, I am John Yerman. I guess I should have introduced myself earlier. <laughs> Our company, Far West Entertainment, I used to work at Disney and EA, and then we started this company about three years ago to bridge content from Asia for a global audience. So we always wanted to have a music representative in the industry, and we thought the best way to do it was a girl band, and uh, we couldn't be happier with Blush, just to brag about them for 60 seconds, and then we'll go into a little Q&A. Blush went on to become, over these past two years, the first Asian artist to have their debut single hit top three on a major US Billboard chart. It was their premiere single with Snoop Dogg called Undivided, and I think Snoop's got a movie going on somewhere right about now. Snoop Lion. Uh, it's Snoop's always everywhere, man. Snoop, there he is. But that hit number three <laughs> on the US Billboard dance charts. And to outdo that, their second single hit number one, making them the fastest to number one on any major U.S. chart when uh, Dance On reached the peak position uh, a mere six months into their career. So they really have started to make that bridge, and it hasn't been easy, and I think we should probably talk a little bit about that. Stacy, I noticed in the tape you were a judge. I'm not going to pretend like I don't know anything about the group and moderate, but uh, you were a judge throughout this Project Lotus event. Were there any odd things that you kind of, what were some of the stories that came out of Project Lotus? Well, I think one that Alicia already touched on is that, for example, in India, in Northern India, the people look to what most people in the world would think is a Chinese person that is what is very typical of that area of India. And so we went searching very specifically for a Japanese, a Chinese, a, an Indian. And so there became a debate about whether a person who to most people on the planet looks Chinese can actually represent the country of India. Um, and there were several debates like this that came up through the course, not to mention Alicia herself, where she is an Indian, she is Fully Indian. Full Indian. <laughs> Yet there were definitely people from the country of India stating she is not 
Indian because she has not lived in the country. And as we all know, um, as the world becomes the whole globalization and this is affecting many people today now. Who, you know, who are we? Are we what our blood is? Are we where we were raised? Are we who we're around? All those kind of factors all were raised during Project Lotus. Now I want to turn it to Blush. What have you found as Asian artists in the West? What has the experience been like? What have some of the challenges been? What have some of the good things been? Who wants to take that one on? I mean, our first trip to the U.S. as a group was um, in May 2011, I believe, to shoot the music video with Snoop Dogg. And, you know, we were so um, excited, like, oh, my God, it's the U.S. We get to see L.A. We get to shoot a video with Snoop. And then John told us about Twizzlers. And we were like, whoa, Twizzlers, they're so good. So, I mean, going back to that very first memory, something as small as Twizzlers, you get excited because you're in a new culture. And we come from five different cultures. And we meshed so well as a group after we reformed. And that's five countries in one group. And girls, can you believe girls? Like, it's harder, you know? So, I mean, one of the struggles, of course, you miss home, you miss family, which is why the digital world is so important nowadays with Skype, FaceTime, Facebook, Instagram, everything. But I think it's been a blessing to even travel to Europe. We traveled to France just this December that passed, and we saw a different culture and how people work there, how the music is so different there, too. It's been a great experience and a great blessing to embrace all the culture. And also in the beginning, or rather the last year, we did a lot of grassroots. We, did, we went to a lot of schools, middle schools, high schools, even some universities performing, and it it was just so amazing how embraced and um, how welcomed we felt. You know, everyone just came up to us and said like, wow, we really relate to, you know, you, even they might not be Asian, but you know, they have friends who are Asian and they just really want to get to know more about this whole new, you know, lifestyle, a different culture or lifestyle. Um, just everyone was just really, um, you know, welcoming and they would, get back on Twitter or Facebook and follow us and communicate with us. And that's really great how, you know, we see them once, but we can still keep in touch with them. And that's a great thing um, that the digital world has helped with. Speaking of that, the digital world, I mean, Stacy, how important has that been in terms of exposure versus traditional media? You often hear about you have to have radio for pop stars. You want to be on The Tonight Show but other people will tell you it's all about YouTube these days. So how do you balance that strategy? You're asking my opinion. I think you should ask the room this question. Um, well, I, my answer to that question would be digital is, is it. Uh, there's, uh, Blush is quite extraordinary because this group of girls can and has appealed to four-year-olds, middle schoolers, high schoolers, nightclub, 20, 30-year-olds, and charity aged 67 year olds because they can sing ballads like there's no tomorrow. Um, but if you want, obviously, the youth of today, it has to be digital. And Asia, as you all know, are, uh, is ahead of even where we are, um, and certainly particularly mobile digital. But um, it is all there. We don't watch TV like, like Americans do. Um, it's ever all content really is brought to them through YouTube or Facebook. They they buy in in the Philippines. They buy and sell off of Facebook. Uh, it's like a merchandise. It's like going to your local store, right? 
And of course, in South Korea with Naver and Dom and the, the trade of, I mean, they can all talk to you about their individual countries and the importance of digital, but that also was one of our challenges because we put this girl group together to appeal to the West and to succeed in the West while also appealing in Asia and not losing our home base. So um, to try to do that digital world when China digital is in Chinese and obviously, as you know, they block YouTube and they block many things in China. Um, and South Korea is in Korean and Japan is in Japanese. I mean, how do you attack all of those digital platforms in all of those languages? And particularly if your, your real goal for breaking is out of the US. Um, so, but yeah, digital is it for me, but you should ask the room that question. All right, do you guys wanna, anyone have an opinion on that about the importance of digital in today's world for artists? I'm Kelly Richards, uh, All Access Group. Um, I've been driving re uh, innovation for artists around disruptive technology and new revenue streams for my whole career, uh, including 10 years running music at Apple. And um, digital is everything. I mean, I've spent my entire career in digital. So, I mean, most of it, the last 15 to 17 years. And especially for artists, you can't afford it. It's, it is a global uh, fan base that you have now or will have. And the only way to reach them effectively and most efficiently is digitally. And the thing to do is to take advantage of as many platforms as you can to reach the broadest audience that you can. And ideally, extending beyond that, to work with brands. Because you can take advantage of their audiences online and social media to accelerate that whole process. So that's my two cents. So can I ask you a question? Because yeah. every, every meeting we go into it seems to be that everyone's monitored by likes. Everyone's monitored. Yeah. That's how you're gauged. Well, so if you have a small like, you're not a serious artist. Yeah. If you don't have 40 million views, you're not famous. I mean, how do you, but very few people actually get there. Yes. So uh, how important is that truly? You know, I mean, I, I am an executive at a couple of digital startups, and I will tell you that one of them really does base who we choose to work with in terms of artists on their likes, how many they have. Like, not under a million isn't going to cut it. Um, but I myself, having been a former label A&R exec, I mean, I, I focus on finding great talent. And to me, that's always paramount. And no matter what anybody says about what the importance of likes is, everybody secretly wants to help break an artist or break a band. So it's all about being willing to take chances. So you've got to find the forward-thinking people that are digitally savvy and believe in artists and music and vice versa. We've got to find that talent. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah. I think talent is a key word. And that being said, girls, um, what's special about Blush and what we set out to do from the beginning is, number one, they had to sing. So the criteria, you had to come out, you had to sing a cappella. If you didn't cut it, you didn't go to the next level. Uh, after that, you had to sing with music. After that, you had to dance. And it was a very thorough process. We just didn't want uh, the pretty face. You know, we wanted the full package to represent Asia proudly on the global stage. You had to really be true talent. And with that, what we usually do is we'll walk into meetings, we'll walk into situations like this, and they'll actually sing. And a lot of people get surprised that they can sing. Girls? Yes. Now, don't prove us wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to sing a mashup of some of our original songs. 
But I'm forgetting about the past and thinking about the future. Trying to find the hours before we were together. My heart is like a ghost time, but I'm gonna keep pushing up, 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 up. And no, I won't stop. You kill the music, but I trip and lose it. But I just gotta keep my rhythm. I just gotta keep on living. But it's just a matter of time till I hear this heart of mine. So I just gotta keep my rhythm. Got to dance on and on and on and on and on. Got to dance. You kill the music, die. I triple lose it, die. You kill the music, die. I triple lose it. But I die. Yeah, I'm putting a middle one and test like a skit. Don't make other boys out and watch me. We go say, yummy, 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 like I'm a popsicle. Die, I'm a, I'm a popsicle. You kill the music, die. I triple lose it. But I just gotta keep my rhythm. Keep my But I'm excited just to be around you. I'm taken by the aura that surrounds you. I feel electric. I feel electric. You give me butterflies. You give me butterflies. You give me butterflies. You give me like to find out more about blush digitally please go to 
Oh, yeah. So just to check us out online, please go to blushband.com. We would really appreciate if you like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, watch us on YouTube. We just released a music video for the last song that we did go, called Warrior, go, go, go. and it's really, really epic. So, right? We're going to yeah. do the YouTube part, but we would still appreciate if you go to Facebook and Twitter and follow Blush. This Thank you. On last Friday, Blush just announced that uh, Quincy Jones, the legendary Quincy Jones, is now their executive producer. And... And what's great about that is uh, we know Quincy's, Quincy's been around a long time, and he's worked with some of the greatest and best artists, and he doesn't back a lot of groups, especially pop groups these days. And he's been more into jazz, and uh, he, he really just believed and was blown away by their talent. When he walked, they basically walked into his house and started doing this, and he's like, okay, where, where do I sign? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But... They also release their latest videos. So what we thought would be interesting is you hear the girls sing live without any sort of production. And now, if you don't mind, check out their latest music video called Warrior, which is the last song that they sang. So We went to Victorville. Um, yeah. Sorry, El, El Mirage, Mirage, which is close to Victorville. I keep That's the way I remember. <laughs> we worked with uh, Trey Fanjoy, who has directed videos for Taylor Swift, Keith Urban, Lady Antebellum, um, all these amazing people. We also did a Christmas video with her in Nashville, but that day was just absolutely amazing. The first time we worked with her, it was like 110 degrees out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, the production team was just amazing. I mean, we were in and out of the shade, but they were out there the whole yeah, entire time. Um, but <laughs> it was an experience. It was really epic. <laughs> I wasn't kidding when I said that. Uh, Stacy, you oh question. Sorry, do we have a question? I can't see with these actually. Uh, are there any questions? <laughs> One of the twins. It's supposed to make me look smart. Is it working? No. No. I'm sure you all know, obviously, the current K-pop craze that's happening. The business model we took with Blush it was specific and is quite different. It's opposite of really all the previous attempts, which is take an existing Asian artist who's doing very well in their home country in Asia and then export them into the US or the UK and, and assume that the either the Asian population there or the general population will support that same the same modem that worked in the other country. Um, with Blush, just I will tell you that we have been told many times we don't understand. You've taken these Asians and you've brought them to America and yet you have no, you know, number one success in Asia. You're not the number one Korean group. You're not the number one Japanese group. You're not the... That is intentional because we <laughs> have seen that it really ha has met with limited success in the past. To do that, we believe that as much as the globe is one globe now, we still all have our cultural differences. And um, what works in Korea to, a Kore to Korean fans may not necessarily, in fact, work in America, or it may work to a limited portion of America. But Blush is very much about reaching the mainstream, and our music should sound to you just like American girls singing it. Um, and there were choices made 
all along the route uh, with that direction. For example, Hong Kong is heavily influenced by British music, uh, being a former British colony. And we had a choice to say, take the girls and break them out of the UK or out of the US. And the choice was always to us very clearly. When we were in L'Oreal in Paris, the French woman said, what to you girls? You make it in America. You don't <laughs> make it anywhere. <laughs> if you make it in America, you make it anywhere. So we are doing things, many could argue, the hard way. Because what we strove for in Asia was credibility in all the countries they are from plus. They have performed in all of their countries plus other countries of Asia. And we have a base there. But we never were striving to be number one in Asia. The point was always just know that we have credibility there. We have recorded Undivided um, in Cantonese and Mandarin. Our next recording will be in Korean. We can sing in those languages, but the point was always to get them to America and have them break out of America. Every Asian that is a global household name has achieved that status because they made it out of America and not the other way around. Hello, my name is Feli Chako. I am an artist from the Ivory Coast, West Africa. And I want to congratulate you guys. I love you. You're, you're beautiful, talented, and you're going to do well. So and also, I wanted to tell the manager she's taken a very good approach because one thing that I'm lacking here that people always reproach me is that why don't I sing in English? Because I tried to sing in my native tongue, and it's not been receptive. So good luck, and you're, you're on the right path. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So much. Let me just point out one thing. All of this has been done, and, and Kelly, you might find this interesting. The key question we get is, why don't you have a label? Everything has happened independently for two years. Uh, finding Quincy Jones, they're represented by CAA, Creative Artist Agency. They've performed with Justin Bieber, Black Eyed Peas, Diana Ross, Jesse J. So they've had that opportunity already without the label. But there are limitations. Obviously, radio for a pop group is widely controlled by label. Uh, and marketing. So those are the, the questions, I guess, as management that you need to decide uh, how that group goes forward. I believe that's all we have time for. I'm sorry to kind of wrap it up so thank quickly, you. but thank, thank you. you very thank much, you ladies so of Blush. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much. They will still be around to sing. We are going to hang out for the karaoke and uh, so you can get a chance to sing with Blush. Yeah. yeah. yeah.